Hi, welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first episode, welcome. If you are part of the community here at Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black, welcome back. I just really appreciate each and every one of you who continue to tune in and listen. Last week, we wrapped up the pregnancy series. I actually shared my own personal story. I hope you guys were able to catch that. And if not, you're always welcome to go back and catch up on the previous episodes. Um, just to do a quick rundown of the pregnancy series, just in case you missed all of them. I talked with Martine, who decided to be a single mom by choice. And she talks about IUI and IVF. Moniqua, who decided to make the decision to remain pregnant as a single mom. And then Elena, who talked about pregnancy after divorce as a single mom. So those were some really good episodes. So I encourage each and every one of you to go back and listen to those. Even if you're not pregnant, I really think that you can take something from each of those episodes. Now, today is actually Black Women's Equal Pay Day. So I first heard about this through Patrice Washington, and she actually has a podcast called Redefining Wealth, which I love. And so I went and did my own research and I said, how can I give back to the single moms on my platform to make sure that we are doing what we can to um, demand more and get paid more? And I did further research and realized that sometimes we don't even know what to do. So I've learned a lot in the short amount of time that I've been in corporate America. So I figured that I would take the time to share with you guys. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to quickly tell you that you can always subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you have been listening and you haven't left a review, please do that. It helps other moms to um, find the podcast. So I would really appreciate that. And huge thanks to those of you who continue to listen each and every episode and DM me about them. I know that I have some faithful listeners and I'm super, super appreciative. So thank you guys so much. Now let's get into this episode. So before I get into talking about things you can do to prepare to earn more. I just wanted to give you guys a little background on Black Women's Equal Pay Day. So this day was created to kind of bring this gap to light, which we know that Black or African American women are paid less than any other race um, in America. And especially men, like even black men, like we don't get paid as much as them. So what this movement is doing is challenging everyone who supports the movement to demand more at work um, as a consumer and at the ballot box. 
So if you want to learn more about this Black Women's Equal Pay Day movement, check out their website at equalpaytoday.org. And no, they did not sponsor this podcast, but again, I think this is something that is very important that we should all be discussing. And again, I just really wanted to bring it to light to um, give you guys some resources that I've used and, you know, kind of share some tips that have helped me along the way. So first off, we're going to talk about before you actually apply for a job. So we're going to take it a step back. Um, You want to make sure that your resume is being updated at least quarterly. And you can hire a resume writer if you don't have the time to kind of format it and make sure it has those keywords that it needs in it. Um, Personally, I use a resume writer even though I didn't feel that I need one, I just didn't really have the time to commit to um, really updating it and making sure that it had everything that it needed. So I did invest and I was able to get that updated. But since I've had it updated, I make sure that I try to um, update it at least quarterly, as I mentioned. And one thing you can do is make a spreadsheet when you're applying for these jobs. You can include the company name, the location, um, take some time to do research and find out who the hiring manager is if possible. LinkedIn is very valuable um, to do that. And then you can also make columns for follow-ups, one, two, and three, and then even a column to indicate whether you've been offered an interview or not. Take the time to research the companies you are applying to Unless you're in a dire need of a job. Now, if you just don't have a job and you just, you know, have to apply for anything, then that's different. But if you're actually trying to um, switch careers or find another job, then you really want to make sure that you are researching the companies that you're applying to because you are an asset to them just like they are an asset to you. So it's kind of almost like you're preparing to interview the company just like they're preparing to interview you. So here are some things that you can actually do. Figure out if the company is small or large. This will typically indicate um, what type of benefits they may be able to offer, you know, probably what their budget is like, um, things of that sort. See if they have any reviews on Glassdoor or any of the company review sites. Try to find out how long the position has been in uh, in the department. It could be that they are testing out. Now, like if it's a first time, position um your position may be the first one to go if there's ever a time where they need to do layoffs or um, cut back on the budget then you know you want to keep that in mind you can also sometimes check and see if financial reports are available i know i was working for a company and on their website they had an investment section so you could actually go and see how their hospitals were doing so i knew that the company as a whole was doing really well financially so um i knew that i would have job security had i stayed with them and that's pretty much uh, my tips for what you can do before applying for jobs now after you have applied and you've given it two weeks and you haven't heard anything um, I would suggest following up and then continuing to following up every two weeks until you followed up at least three times and once you've done that I would just simply cross out that position or job on my spreadsheet and go on to the next one all right so let's get into interview tips 
So when you go into an interview, you want to be sure that you are familiar with the company's missions and um, values. Now, I recently had an interview and I had a phone interview with the recruiter. Um, I didn't really take the time to look up the hospital, but I knew some ladies that worked for the hospital system, like different locations. So I knew enough about it to talk about it, even though I didn't do any research. So um, she kind of gave me an overview of the company during my phone interview. So when I went to have my group interview, I was able to regurgitate that information and talk about it as if I had researched it. So if you are unable to do that, I highly, again, recommend um, being familiar with the company's missions and values because they may ask you some questions about it. And I know one of the questions that I had in the interview was, are you aware of our eye care values, which is um, something that the company has that I work for? And how do you align with those values or which one sticks out to you the most and which one can you relate to or something like that um, that they asked me. So yes, like that is very important. Now, they're also going to ask you to tell them a little bit about you. So when you're trying to figure out what to say, don't talk about like personal stuff. Think about your elevator pitch, right? So how long have you been in the field? What do you do currently? Have you had any accomplishments in the field? Think about this time as a time to sell yourself. That's basically what you're doing. Be prepared for those behavioral questions such as like strengths, weaknesses, and things of that sort. Also, if you have <laughs> been a millennial job hopper, like myself as they call us, um, be willing to explain length of jobs at previous employers. Like I remember um, the CEO saying, one of the things that concerns me is um, the length of time that you've been at these positions. Like, can you walk me through the process of, you know, you switching these jobs? And I was able to do that. So just be sure that if you've been switching jobs, that you're able to explain. Go in with questions. You will be surprised at the looks on their face when you take out your portfolio and you have questions ready to go. Like, I let them interview me, but then at the end, I interviewed them. And I asked them, you know, like, again, how long has this position been around? What are the expectations for this position? Um, things of that sort, just, you know, questions as it relates to the job, how many physicians are on staff that will kind of give me an idea of how many, you know, I'll be working with and what my volume will look like. So you just have to figure out how to fit that in for your career field. They also will want to know how well you connect with people and convey a message. So they'll ask you about your interactions with your coworkers um, previously or your clients or people that you service. And then lastly, do not ever tell them how much you are looking to make up front. Like if they ask you in the interview, just tell them that, you know, you are open to discuss once a, an offer has been made. Because I think what they do is when you tell them what you are looking for, either they automatically decide that it's too much or they lowball you. So don't tell them how much you are looking to make up front. And also sometimes the recruiters will ask you on the phone and I don't recommend telling them either. It's the same scenario. Now, once you have done the interview and you received an offer, 
go ahead and thank the recruiter and or the hiring manager. Let them know you appreciate their time and begin to review their compensation package. Go ahead and research the market value for the position. And you can do this with Glassdoor. Um, typically, I just Google and I'll put in Google for X position salary or something like that or salary for X position, you know, something like that to where you can kind of research the market value and figure out where you fit in based on your years of experience or just simply based on the value that you think that you provide to the company. You have the offer and you've researched the market value, figure out where you fall and if anything can be done with the base rate that they are offering you. And if so, be ready to shoot a number. Now, if nothing can be done and you do not get what you're looking to make, look at other things in that compensation package and figure out if you can negotiate like PTO, paid certification, tuition reimbursement amounts, um, things like that. There are a lot of things that you can do that may not be included in your um, check, but it would actually make it a competitive compensation package as opposed to where you are right now. And then lastly, you will just accept or decline the offer after you guys have went through the negotiation process. Now, so I've talked about before you apply for jobs, after, after you apply, and then interview tips. So now you've actually gotten the job, right? You can sit down and begin to create the big picture. Now, this can be actually done before you apply for a job as well. So you may already be in the field that you want. You might already may have the job that you want, but you've never taken the time to really figure out your long-term career goals and what you actually want to do. So it's time for career development. Figure out where you want to be in five years, where you want to be in 10 years, and figure out how to work backwards. And these are some things that I've done to kind of help me. So I looked at various positions in the field, and I started to read over those job descriptions and read over those skills and figure out how I could actually get those. So I basically made an outline, and I set a timeline. Okay, so I'm in year one, and I'm here. Where do I want to be next year? Where do I want to be in year three? What skills can I gain every year to make sure that I am continuously learning? Get involved in organizations in the field and network. Like, I can't stress this enough. Do not be afraid to communicate what your goals are to people in those organizations. They will help you. I am a living witness. <laughs> like, I joined this organization and I kind of talked to these ladies about how I was kind of bored at my previous job. And um, they told me of some positions that were available. Although I didn't apply to those positions because I felt like I was at a place where I just didn't want to be looked at as a millennial job hopper. <laughs> but eventually, um, they just kept on and kept on. I said, well, maybe it's meant to be. So I'll just apply and see what happens. And because of a lady in that organization, I was able to know about the position because a lot of times companies like to um, hire internally or promote 
from within. So if they are not putting the positions out there or um, they may put it out there after they've actually <laughs> decided who they're going to hire anyway. So they just need to do some interviews um, and it's kind of like a waste of your time. But if you know somebody within that company or somebody has told you about it, then that makes your chances a, a bit higher of um, getting the interview. Because they can recommend you for the position, but you have to be able to sell yourself in the interviews. Now, I recommend taking the time to review your job description and discussing this with your manager. Um, you don't have to be compensated for every little thing. Like some people will say, well, that's not in my job description. I don't want to do it. No, I'll do it. So I can continue to add that to my job description that I'm <laughs> like creating for myself. And so when it's time for our monthly one-on-ones or if you and your manager don't have those maybe your annual evaluation you have some things to bring in and people talk a lot about creating a brag book or a brag binder and those are some of the things that you can keep in that brag binder like if she ever your manager um ever messages you to say that you did a great job or you know somebody messages you to say they are thankful for the work that you've done print that stuff out and put it in that binder or that folder so that you have things to discuss um, when it's time to talk about salary increases another thing you can do is meet with your manager and like I said um at my old job, we had monthly one-on-ones so I was able to continue like to communicate and from day one, well, in an interview, I kind of told them that I was looking for a company where I could grow and where I could gain skills so that I could eventually um, become a leader. Like, that was my long-term goal. So, they understood that and they knew that I was looking for a company where I could grow. So, I wasn't willing to become stagnant. And when the time came and I'm like, okay, well, I've done everything on this job description. I feel like I've pretty much mastered it. What's next? Is there anything else I can do? Well, there was not anything else I could do at that moment in time. So at that point, I decided, well, maybe it is time for me to go. Even though I've only been here over a year, um, there's nothing nothing else for me to do. And I don't want to become stagnant and begin to uh, forget some of the things that I may have learned in a previous position because I can't practice them in the current position. I will tell you this. So... Once I applied for the job and I received an offer um, and I told my manager, she actually tried to offer me a team lead position because our team lead was actually leaving the same time as me. <laughs> so I really had to do some serious comparison because it's like on one hand, I could make more money. But on the other hand, is the lateral move worth it in the long run? And I decided to make the lateral move due to the long-term benefits and exposure. Um, now, if you have not mastered those skills that are on your job description, figure out how you can learn those skills. Again, it's all about communications. Um, communication. Let your manager know, like, hey, I need to learn this or I need to learn that. And they can either tell you, yes, they can help you and they can um, figure out how you can acquire those skills or they're gonna say well there's nothing I can do for you right now and if that's something that they can't help you with then you may want to figure out if it's time for you to move or if it's worth it for you to continue to stay in that position 
take some time and do a self-assessment. Figure out what your strengths, weaknesses, likes, dislikes, gaps in knowledge, all of that stuff. Figure out where you need help. Figure out what makes you the biggest value. Like, why should your manager favor you over another coworker? And I know we're in a society where people talk about, you know, we shouldn't really be competitive or we shouldn't um, try to compare ourselves to others. But in this corporate America world, you want to always be competitive, I feel. like I feel like everybody is for themselves. Now, you have some older um, women or men who are willing to give you advice because they have been where you are. But those people that are on the same level as you, you have to be really careful about the things you say and the advice that you take, okay? Because, again, you are trying to be the biggest value for the company. You're not trying to help them be the biggest value. (laughs) I know that sounds a little selfish, but it's the truth, I I think. Um, Also, you can find a mentor that is willing to offer feedback. And that person, again, has been where you are. So they know what to expect. They can probably help you save a lot of time and research if you just talk to them. Prepare for obstacles. So if you say that you want to be a director in five years, but when five years come, you're not there, it's okay. The main thing is that you are still on the journey. You're still working towards it. And I think that that is all that matters. Like sometimes we get caught up on the deadlines and we think like, oh, I didn't get here in five years. Well, that's okay. You're still working. You're still progressing. It may not be as fast as you want it to be, but as long as you are continuing to move forward, then I believe that you are doing great. Okay. So take the time, pat yourself on the back, you know, give yourself some grace. Like you are doing this, especially as single moms, you know, if you are moving forward in your career, you're raising the kids to the best of your ability. I mean, come on, you know, Again, just give yourself some grace. Be flexible and willing to be adaptable because sometimes you're going to be in these companies that, again, you may not like the job, but you know that you need the skills. So suck it up and do what you have to do until you have the skills that you need to move to the next position or the next place and always have a plan B. So in the event that A doesn't work, you have a plan B. And in the event that plan B doesn't work, then you have a plan C. Or you may be able to alternate between each plan. So, like, sometimes B might be the plan that works. Or you may have some stuff in B that you can also use with A, if that makes sense. So, these are all the things that I've done to kind of get to where I am today. And I left Mississippi making $9 and... 18 cent, I believe. Now I had that job, but I also had um, a second job that I worked at night. So I was working two jobs and, you know, I still have my daughter. So I moved here to Houston and I nearly doubled my salary just from moving, you know, so it wasn't any real work put in. But then I knew that the cost of living was higher, so I couldn't really survive like I wanted to with one job. So after that, um, applied for another job, and this time I really had a clear idea of 
how much I needed to make and what I was willing to take, what I wasn't willing to take and all of that to be able to work for this company. And I got like a $5 increase, which um, was equivalent to a $10,000 salary increase. Yeah, I've learned a lot, um, especially with negotiating too. Like that is a thing that we as women don't really talk about and we don't do. So if you are currently in a position to where you want to be in leadership or you want another role, then start researching about negotiation. And if you are trying to apply for another job, Jen, you definitely want to negotiate. And I know it's one of those things that's like super scary. You don't really want to do it. But like sometimes you can be leaving so much money on the table, guys. So I really want you to take the time to, you know, Google some stuff about negotiating. And it's not tough. It's just one of those things where you have to suck it up and do it. I think that's pretty much it. So again, take the time to um, look up information on Black Women's Equal Pay Day if you haven't already. And if you have any questions about, you know, things in your career, like I don't mind at all. Just send me an email, DM me. I don't mind helping. Um, I know as single moms, like money is one of the number one issues that we have because most of the time, like we're either doing it on our own or we're just getting um, a little child support. And sometimes that's it. Like some of you, I know you don't even get child support. Personally, I don't, but my child's father does help financially. And for that, I'm appreciative, but I know everyone does not have that luxury. So I just thought that I would bring you these tips and hopefully it helps. So definitely let me know what you think. And if it was helpful, please leave a review. Um, again, like sharing is caring. <laughs> like if you learn something, why not share it with another mom so that it helps her or even share it with, um, a family member or a friend and they too can benefit. If you are not following me on social media, go ahead and do that. I'm over on Instagram and Facebook at Single Black Motherhood. You can also check out the website at singleblackmotherhood.com. We will be starting the Back to School series this week as well. So I am super excited about that. So again, you want to be subscribed so that you get your notification when the first episode goes up. And you're always in the loop. We have began to prepare for summer 2019. Yay. So if you are interested in attending the Single Moms Cruise, definitely click the link in the show notes so that you can secure your spot. Thanks again so much for tuning in and listening. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.